Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday. My man Patrick back at the air and compound holding it down. Plays jams that's supposed to give Harge and I clues as to what the new theme of the day is. And today it's all about the NFL draft in Kansas City. We're here in Pluckers, uh, here at Pluckers, the link location uh, for our NFL draft day festivities. We'll be doing the show out here till 6 o'clock and then uh, the Horn personalities will all uh, divide our, will divide and conquer, if you will. All of the local area pluckers will have a horn personality there, and then uh, we'll start our draft day festivities right when the NFL draft officially starts. Now, for those who don't know how this works, you can go to your local neighborhood pluckers, and you can become the commissioner of your favorite team, your favorite NFL team. So, let's say, example, you want to be the commissioner of the Texans who draft at 2 and 12. You can come here, sign up to be the commissioner of the Texans, but you have to predict what the Texans will pick, or who the Texans will pick, I should say, in the NFL draft. If you get that selection correct, everybody in the restaurant wins because everybody gets to take advantage of a plucker special yeah. in that time slot until the next draft pick is made. All right, so, yeah, that's a lot of pressure on you. If you have not done your research and you just out there throwing blank at the wall and seeing if it sticks, it's going to be a lot of upset people Angry. at the pluckers if you don't go with Bryce Young with the number one overall pick because most people believe that's probably the only for sure thing. All right? Oh, that's see, my man think. right here. Look at him. He, he don't like See, that might be he somebody ain't, else. He ain't thinking Bryce you got something else? See, he only, see? Yep. he's saying Bryce Young ain't going to go number one overall. Uh, CJ Stroud. See, there it is. See? Well, see, that ain't what they, that ain't what the draft, that ain't what the activity is about. See, this is what kind of stuff we're talking about. This brother right here is like, oh no, CJ Stroud's a better quarterback. That may be the case. That you may very well be right about that. It's a valid point. We are trying to predict what the teams are going to do. See, there you go. Now I said they're going to take Bryce Jack for Yes. So they, don't go with your opinion on this thing, okay? You got to go to help the people get something good the people on the specials. Yes, they trying to We get, need good specials. We're trying to <laughs> take advantage of these specials, man. We're talking about drink specials, yeah. wang specials. We're talking about spicy lemon pepper, wang on specials. Well, that's my personal favorite, spicy lemon pepper. That's A what lot I of like people to like do. them, too. They're with you. And I like to get, oh, I like, oh, my spicy lemon pepper. The way I do it is I want them hard and wet. Now, don't. Get your mind in the gutter. I mean, I want them every fried, time I hear that, it gets me I want them nervous. fried hard, and I want them extra wet. That means they're well done with extra sauce on them. That's all it means. Okay. And when I, when I order them like that, they all know exactly what I mean. So I want them hard and wet. She's like, yep, that's exactly how you need to get them. And Boom. somebody told me they had them. They said that they sent me a thing and said, man, I'm, Rod is right on point Bro. on that. I, where's this been all my life? Spicy lemon pepper is like, it's life-changing. But, every, is. I mean, they got, they got flavors for everybody here at your local pluckers. My point is try to do the people a favor and go with the pick that you believe the team will make, not just what you think they should make, yep, what they will. Try to pr predict it. That's the whole point of the And exercise. just remember that when it comes to the Texans pick, oh. failure is not an option. It's a necessity. Every misstep is a lesson learned. Every setback is a chance to grow stronger. Embrace the struggle and become unstoppable. Why would you read that now? Because What'd I was thinking, I, I didn't know if that was Giannis or Why the Texans. Why would you read that now? I didn't know yeah, if it was exactly. Giannis or the That's a great point. <laughs> I guess that's a good segue. I mean, I didn't now know. you just hurt me. I, I, was, I, was, I was being optimistic about the Texans here. 
And then you're going to bring up a tweet. I believe that, that tweet is still up. Is that it still is. up? It is still up. Failure still is up. not an option. It's a necessity. Matter of fact, I might retweet it. Oh, man. Because that's where I just read it from. Uh, no, it's a uh, – don't get me started on it. See, now you got me going on the Texas. <laughs> what's that old saying? If you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. You prepare to fail. That's, that's right. what they should have tweeted out there because that's the Texas. <laughs> they prepare to fail because – they, yeah, anyway. <laughs> All right, give me, give me going. Well, let's get into the NBA here a little bit. Uh, speaking of the Giannis, we might as well start there. I think yep, that was yep. a nice segue you throw out there. That's probably the biggest story happening uh, in the NBA currently is that that was a huge upset, one of the biggest upsets we've seen in probably the last 30-plus years in the NBA. Miami Heat with a 128-126 win in overtime over the Milwaukee Bucks, a number one seed losing to an eight seed. And, man, the Bucks, you're talking about – they had, you know, they were the number one seed, of course, and they did have injuries because Giannis was out for a yep. couple of games, so that's big. But, man, the Miami Heat seemed like they had control of this series for most of the series. And Jimmy Butler was playing like a, a man possessed. Um, he really was. He, he, 42 points in this closeout game, eight rebounds, uh, four assists. Um, and, man, he averaged in this series 30, almost 38 points a game. 38 Which points Which is otherworldly. Uh, six rebounds, 4.8 assists, 60% field goal percentage, and a 44% three-point percentage. So, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy. Yes. He, he, refer, he probably should refer to himself in third person. Uh, playoff Jimmy came to play. Playoff Jimmy has been a huge part of the success that they've had um, all year long. And when you start looking at what he was able to do to lead this team, especially when they were down in the fourth quarter, for him to be able to deliver that type of performance and put the team on his back against a team in the Milwaukee Bucks that was the number one team in the NBA, especially when you start looking at uh, the overall record. They were the number one seed overall. And for them to be able to go out there and Jimmy to be able to do that. And they're missing Tyler Hero. They're missing yeah. another major so, scoring part of it. Point. So put him on the back and say, this is playoff Jimmy. This is what he's expected to do. And that's what he was able to do against a team like that. That's most impressive. Yeah, and we played the audio earlier of Giannis in the postgame being a little offended by the question uh, from the reporter, was this season a failure? Um, considering you were a number one seed and you ended up losing to Miami. And Giannis essentially goes on almost a two-minute, you know, it's not a rant, uh, but his response uh, was a, a response that he, obviously he was a little bothered and upset by the question and had to calm himself down. Essentially what he said was that, no, it was not a failure um, because in, you know, basically at that level of sports, you're going to have to deal with defeat. Um, and you have to deal with disappointment. So maybe the question should have been phrased a little bit differently, but I would say that if you're an MVP caliber player like Giannis and you're the number one seed in the playoffs, in the postseason, yeah, you're ex you should have higher standards for yourself and a higher expectation. Yeah, it's a failure. It's okay to admit you failed. It's okay. Like, have the Texans admit it yeah. on social media all the time about their affairs. It's okay to say, no, nah, I mean, as a, our goal was to win the title. 
And from that aspect, it's a disappointment. And, yeah, we failed to meet our goal. Uh, that, we failed to meet exact. the goal. That's and right. the goal is a championship, especially for a, an MVP caliber player and a team that's already won a championship. It's in every and locker number room. One seeds. Well, your preseason goals, what does it say? What do we want to do? First thing is win a championship. We want to get better. We want to go through all these different things. We want to hold teams to this type of record. But the number one goal in every locker room is we want to win a championship. So, yes, technically, it was a failure. Should have been a lot better. Should have done some things differently. We should have double teamed when we didn't. Yes, we failed this year. But you know what? I learned a lot, and we're going to have to put ourselves in a different situation coming next year. Fine, Uh, Jimmy. We got you. (laughs) Um, I mean, Giannis, not Jimmy. No, and – Patrick brought and Patrick brought up this point in the break, and we didn't talk about it initially. So Giannis, you know, obviously his viral moment where he was upset about the question about whether it was a failure or not. Um, and I didn't hear this, but Patrick did. Patrick watches way more NBA than I do, and has the you know the past and everything. So he watches, gets a chance to watch a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Patrick, you said you actually uh, saw Jimmy Butler's post game. And that he actually demanded to have the ball in clutch time. Is that correct? Yeah, and I mean, I, I can't find the audio right now. I know I found a, a tweet from Ten Bomb Temps and his article uh, from ESPN basically saying the same thing. And the story is that when they were drawing up the final play of regulation, that Eric, that Eric Spolster was drawing it up for a different guy. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler looked at him and said, let me be that guy. <laughs> and he did, and he hit the shot. Okay, now, Patrick, did he say, let me be that guy or let Jimmy be that guy? I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I think is, Jimmy the referred to is, let me be that guy. But we all know okay. he said, let Jimmy be that guy. <laughs> no, actually, he's like, Jimmy is that guy. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy right. is that guy. You drawing that play up, Jimmy is that, <laughs> Jimmy guy. that guy. Is that Jimmy? He is that Jimmy. Well, that should be that Jimmy. That should be Jimmy. <laughs> let Jimmy be Jimmy. Exactly. Let Jimmy be Jimmy. Exactly. Oh, man, that's a great story. And to me, I mean, that's. You know that I don't have a story like that per se, but I had a moment like that. I'm I'm no I'm no athlete of the caliber of a Jimmy Butler, of course. Um, but I remember my senior year, we played down at Texas Tech in Lubbock. We lost that game. Cliff Kingsbury and Wes Welker ended up having a coming out party against us. Probably lost our chance to play in the BCS game. Uh, we had several injuries. We had um, man, I think Cedric Griffin went down and Marcus Tubbs and Kalen Thornton. Um, hell, Derek. John- I want to say we had like four starters actually get hurt in that game uh, for some reason and. Basically, we because my man Nasty Nate, I think, might have gotten hurt in that game too, and they put Wes Walker in the slot a lot, and I didn't get a chance to face off against them. I was probably the best option at the time to guard Wes Walker. Who was going off in that game. They were just trying to get him the ball in the slot. That's before the slot receiver became a really weaponized aspect of football. Now we drive those spread offenses, and I always regret not going up to Coach Akina and saying, "Coach, just put me on." Right, because he was killing us on third down, killing us. And, and now, in retrospect, I'm not that ashamed of Wes Walker <laughs> putting it on us because he's ended up being a great player. But I should have went to Coach Keaton. I was a senior. I know Coach Keaton would have been like, "All right, you got it." I know he would have given me that freedom and that liberty to go. All right, you want him, you got him, man. I mean, yeah. we, we're getting killed out here, and our offense wasn't the problem. Our offense was scoring a ton of points. I forgot the score. We're getting game. killed out here. We were getting killed. <laughs> it was Wes Walker, man. He was balling yeah. out of control yeah. that year, and I should have stepped up and said, "No, I'll take him." And I kind of, I, I did. I had the Giannis uh, reaction. I said, "No, I'm, res- I'm respect the coach." 
the coach knows best. If they want me to change and, and be shadowing Wes Welker, they'll put me on Wes Welker. I sh and, and we lost that damn game. And still to this day, I should – who knows? Wes Welker still might have cooked your boy. Yep. I ain't saying he wouldn't have. But I would have accepted the challenge, Actually, though. I'm saying he would have. <laughs> I, I would have – I would have rose for the challenge. He would have done that to me. But <laughs> still, I should have stepped up into that moment because I knew I was that caliber of player. I was right. – you know what I mean? And I, I, I think Jimmy – he knows, no, no, Jimmy needs to be the guy in clutch time. Giannis probably should have stepped up in that moment yes. and guarded Jimmy Butler. He says here, he says, out of respect, yeah. I let the coach make the adjustment. We have our best defender on, Jimmy. There are conversations with Drew. Whenever he gets tired, I can take Jimmy. He's so competitive. He plays so hard. He wants to take the challenge. But at the end of the day, I wish I could guard him more. He's right. talking about guarding Jimmy Butler. And it should have been one of those moments where he stepped up like Jimmy Butler and said, no, no, I got this. Coach. Because the NBA, the players matter. The superstar players matter more than the coaches. Well, see, and that's the, that's the part about it. That, that part right there where you have already put yourself in that position of being the elite of the elite. You can go there. You think Michael Jordan wouldn't have went over there and told Phil? Ah, nah, Phil. You think Kobe wouldn't have went over there and said, I got this. Even Kawhi, he would have been like, I got him, I got him, I got him. That's how low it would have sounded. That's, Dude, that's no, I was like, what did you do? I was like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, that's not silent radio. Low talker. That was, that was Kawhi saying, I got him covered. Oh, I got him. That's a yeah. little bit lower than Belichick. <laughs> exactly. It's just a little mumbling. Exactly. Little but when mumbling. you're at that level, you can go there, and they have to respect that. They have to honor what you tell them because that's who you are. You're MVP. So, and you're the MVP. So you could have walked over there and said, no, this is who I am. I'm going to guard him. Love you, Drew. But right now, like you said, you're getting cooked. I, yeah. You're getting cooked. And um, it's nothing personal. I just want to play next week. He, he, this, I want to play this week. Right? He's their yeah. best player. I'm, I'm the best player I'm on this team. I'm the best player on this team. Let me go that's cancel right. him out. No, I, right. And Patrick, Patrick working hard for He found the audio, actually of Coach Spolstra telling this story about uh, that last uh, game, uh, game, I guess it was a game time yep. shot uh, to send it to overtime in regulation. Uh, here is Eric Spolstra talking about Jimmy. I don't know. I'll probably let him tell the story because uh, I had a different variation of it, and he looked at me dead in the eye. Uh, we've, we've practiced, you know, a variation of that play with a bunch of different guys. Um, and I was going to do a different version of it, and he just said, no, let me be that guy. Uh, and I just said, uh, okay, but what if we can't get that pass? And he said, I'll get it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> that is Great that's what it's all magic. about. I'll, don't worry. I'll get it. What if we can't do it? Don't worry. Yeah, I'll get don't it. worry about it. I'll get and it. And it was a – I mean, the odds of them – being able to connect on that pass yeah. in regulation was, I mean, I don't know, but it, it seemed very unlikely. The, very the low probabilities odds, was right? a little that bit different. That was a low percentage exactly. game-tying shot. And Patrick also found the audio from Jimmy. Jimmy, so get, Jimmy got something to say. We get to hear from Jimmy. All right, so here is Jimmy Butler on that exact same play. I mean, you could just tell the in, entire series, for that matter, that Drew wasn't taking a body off of me. He, was going, he wasn't going to shoot the gap. He, he wasn't going to do any of that. So I said, I'm 
I guarantee you whenever I turn this corner, he's going to be locking and trailing. He has no choice but to be behind. Um, he trusted me in that moment, as he has done multiple times, even whenever I told him I was going to shoot the three the time before. Um, and he was just like, go ahead, man, take us home. So uh, all in all, we, we did that and we handled it in, a, in overtime. Wow. That is the definition of that dog in him. That's oh, it. Yeah. That's literally yeah. what we talk about, the epitome of talking about, and he got that dog in him. Michael Jordan's son is really good. <laughs> Michael Jordan's son. Jimmy Butler is his son, and Michael Jordan always <laughs> exactly. wore it. He, just, he really is. Like, man, exactly. That's, that's what I want my son to be. I mean, he was supposed to be that. I know he got Lars Pippen Jordan. I know he's got <laughs> Lars Pippen Jordan. I know. <laughs> but he's I wanted that. Butler. I oh, wanted Butler, wow. and the Butler did it. The butler did it. Man. He went out there and did his thing. Shout out to my son, DJ, for sending us that, uh, that audio because he was like, I got that audio, Dad. Oh, really? You yeah, said he's that? Oh, yeah, he got it to us. Thank so, you. Yeah, he Thank was you, on son. It. But to your point, you sit, there, you sit there and you look at how this goes down and you see exactly what type of player this is. It was, there, it was the game that I kept thinking LeBron was going to have last night. You got an opportunity to put them away. That's a nice segue. Put them away. And Jimmy was like, I'm the guy that's going to put them away. And that's exactly what they did. Giannis is going home. He's having an emotional situation on the microphone. Now Jimmy gets to rest a few days and get ready to play the next round. Uh, no, you're right. Okay, so apparently – okay, somebody just uh, sent me this uh, shout-out. So I got a text about that Texas Tech game. Here's a write-up about the game. Oh, wow. How about this? Okay, so I said, at the rate Texas' defense continues to add names to its injury report, it may need extra assistance. Um, It says starting defense attack, it just goes into all these guys that got hurt uh, during the game. It says, um, he very remembers when the fourth-ranked Longhorns went into Lubbock in 2002. By early in the game, starters Derek Johnson, Marcus Tubbs, Nathan Bashery, and Kalen Thornton were all injured. They all went down. And then Mike Leach's pass happy defense went to work, and that was a coming out party for Wes Welker and company. And if you and Nasty Nate went down, yep, yep, Nasty yep, Nate would have yep. locked down Wes Welker. Sure. Would have won that game. Derrick Johnson on the interior, so he was working the middle. Yep. And if your boy would have just stepped up and said, "I got this," and had that dog in me, you man, got the dog in you, dog. I do, but I should have said it at the time, man. Right, right, right. That's it. Well, you was dealing with a lot. You was dealing with a lot of disarray because you man, was like, your oh, boy, man, now, nah, man, that, that, I all them leaders is fans, gone. I will take that loss. Oh man, I love. I it. will take that loss. Yeah, because we had. Think about man. You had some. We had Marcus Tubbs went down. That guy's a first-round pick. Yep. Derek Johnson went down. That guy's a first-round first round pick. pick. Arguably. College oh, Football Hall of Fame. Exactly. One of the greatest players in the history of college football went down. Yep. Nasty Nate. Nathan Basher leads. Uh, he has the record for all-time interceptions at Texas in DBU history. Yep, and yep. Kalen Thornton, who went to the NFL and now works for – he worked for Nike, but now works for – is it Gatorade? It is Gatorade. Right? It He's like Gatorade. an executive yep, at Gatorade. Yep, yep. Talking about IQ. All those guys went down in Tech game. Do we? If we win that game, we go to a BCS game. And all your boy had. Cliff I saw. We, I saw they was. I saw Wes Walker was. Cliff Kingsbury. Cliffy. And I saw Wes Walker was cooking. I should have just said, Coach, I got this. I'm going inside. I'm going to the slot. Put one of them youngsters out there at the corner. I got the slot. Cause they trying. They trying. They, they, that's all they were doing. Yeah. They were just going to Wes. He was just. And you know, it was option routes. Oh yeah. In he, or he, out. He was in going or inside out. cut yeah, or he was going out. outside cut. Yep. yep. Man, that's on your boy. I, see, now I'm upset with myself. I'm upset with myself. Well, you know what we found gotta out that, today. Gotta have that Jimmy in me, man. For, what we found out dog. today, 
is that you took responsibility for that loss. It's been on your heart. It's been on your heart. Oh, mind. it still is, man. It still is. Right now, they need to send you the report. They sent me the report. I got <laughs> it. I told you a lot of guys. I remember them. I was like, man, all these guys going down. Yeah, dropping yeah. like flies out here. Man. Boy, I should have stepped up. So, listen, that, that's Jimmy did what Rod B didn't want to do, what Giannis, an MVP, didn't want to do. So, Ryan Watts. Pay attention. <laughs> hey, Jay, uh, uh, hey. Jade Barron did it last year. He stepped up. He's he did. Like, I got it. I got it. I'll go out to the outside. I'll go to the outside. You're right. I got That's it. It's a great point. Yeah. Got the dog got in him. Got the dog in him. Damn it. That's so right. I didn't have the dog in me? Well, you had – what kind of dog? <laughs> <laughs> I was a chocolate lab. There you go. <laughs> that one had that Rottweiler. You didn't have that Rottweiler. That dome, dome, what did they call that? What, what that is that? Mastiff? Mastiff? Yeah, that, that's what I was supposed to say. You didn't have that Mastiff. Chocolate protected. lab. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Chocolate lab is an You still got an athletic. That's right. 4-4. <laughs> I, I, I saw you report. I saw you scouting report. Uh, what you got coming up on Horace Doc Life? Since we're talking about the draft and there's so much that is going into this, I'm going to look back over the drafts of yesteryear and kind of see how they've all played out. What are some of the like best that. draft picks that you've seen before? All right, we're going to get into that, diving deep into the NFL draft. We had our NFL draft party happening at all your area local pluckers. We'll be out here till 6 o'clock. Then my man Hart's going to take over things at the Link area pluckers. Yeah, yeah. We'll come right back with Hearts Knock Life right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike. You have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of your own speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a new theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. And the theme is Kansas City because that's where the draft is taking place. So my man Patrick got us some songs that are inspired by Kansas City. And he's making it groove like we always do. But you can follow us on Twitter at Hardball Hard. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. And, of course, you can follow Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. We would love to give you the Specs text line today, but we are not witnessing it. My <laughs> man Patrick is a man in it back at the ARN compound. But you can hit us up on the Specs text line, and Patrick will relay some of the messages to us at 512-337-3776. But the best way to hit us up is to hit us up on our Twitters. Also, we are at Pluckers at the Link location. We have a big draft party all over the place tonight. If it's in your neighborhood and there's a Pluckers near you, you will definitely see a horn personality in the spot. Make sure that you bring all your friends out. It's going to be a fun night and enjoy the draft as always. And through the years, we can talk about all these different draft picks and who's the most instrumental for your team and what place did was it the right pick. And we've had all of those discussions. Who are the most famous first-round picks? And my man Goose Goslin, who we've had on the show, has done an unbelievable job. And you need to go over to his uh, website, rickgoslin.com, and he's got – the list for the best all-time first-round players, second-round players, third-round players, all the way through, and it is an unbelievable list, and it's very, very impressive. So I'm just going to give you a couple throughout the NFL for the best that he came up with as the best first-round picks for each team. So he started off with Otto Graham for the Cleveland Browns, or the Detroit football team. I I thought he was Cleveland, but he's Detroit. 
He spent 10 seasons with the Browns. He won 10 championship games, and he won seven rings. He played in 10 championship games, and he won seven rings. So Otto Graham would be the top player at the number one pick. So you look at it, you look at Detroit, 1989, Barry Sanders, mm-hmm. 1997 NFL MVP, and he won four rushing titles. And at one point, he was the NFL's uh, leading rusher until Emmitt Smith passed him. And Bijan's favorite and, running back. And Bijan's favorite running back. So Detroit fans, hang in there. You might hey. get a surprise today Ooh. for your favorite running back. Uh, he also had Jim Brown as the number one over, I mean, the, the first round pick with Cleveland. He won the three-time NFL MVP, and he had eight rushing titles. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver, he has Jerry Rice, 1985, NFL's all-time leading receiver. At another wide receiver, he had Larry Fitzgerald going in 2004 to Arizona, NFL's second all-time leading receiver. Tight end, he has Tony Gonzalez. As uh, 1997, NFL's third leading (laughs) receiver. It just goes on and on. He also has Anthony Munoz, who's an all-decade team, and a Hall of Famer. Forrest Gregg, Randy McDowell. I mean, McDaniel from Minnesota. He's been around. Bruce Smith. Bruce Smith, NFL's all-time leading sack leader. Mean Joe Green. Mean Mean Joe Joe Green. He was uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, two-time defensive MVP. Bob Lilly, Lawrence Taylor, Dick Buckus, Derek Brooks, Deion Sanders, uh, Rod Woodson, Ed Reed. He has Ed Reed on that list. For the Ravens. For the Ravens, that's right. ahead of Ray Lewis? Ahead of Ray Lewis. Wow. And he had Dick Buckus ahead of Ray Lewis. So you start looking at it. But these are all first-round picks, first round. So don't forget, Ray Lewis was not a first-round pick. Okay. So you start looking and seeing – who was the best second rounders? He's got Drew Brees, Thurman Thomas, Jim Taylor, Lance Allworth, um, Isaac Bruce, Rob Gronkowski, Dan Deardoff, Larry, Larry Allen for the Cowboys. And then you get to middle linebacker Willie Lanier, Ted Hendricks, Mel Renfro in the secondary, Leroy Butler. Yeah. You start looking at those guys. Then you look at the third rounders. It goes on and on. And and it's Joe Montana was a third round pick. Mm. Think about that. I didn't Mm. realize that Joe Montana was a third round pick. Another guy with a chip on his shoulder going into it. He has Curtis Martin at running back. uh, Terrell Owens as a wide receiver. Russ Grimm, Will Shields, um, Olin Krutz. All Mm. these guys have been on all decade teams yeah people that you don't really know unless you start really paying attention to it or they're playing for your personal Mm -hmm. team so a lot of times people get overlooked you can go to the seventh round and the seventh round what is that mr irrelevant nowadays that's what they're calling that the last right now ryan fitzpatrick was part of that group bo jackson bo Bo Jackson. jackson was part of that because, remember, Bo was a baseball player, so a mm-hmm. lot of teams didn't want to take a chance on him. And a matter of fact, Bo even told people, don't draft me because I'm going to – because remember, Tampa was part of that conversation, right. and Bo was like, nah, I'm good. Don't survive I'm a franchise yeah, at yeah, the time. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, Bob Hayes. Shannon, Bob. Shannon Sharp was one of those guys. And you start looking at all the names and all the players that were a part of that. Leon Lett, Jake uh, Ratliff. For the Cowboys, uh, another name, Larry Wilson was a safety 
Gary Anderson, the kicker, was one of those guys that was drafted in the seventh round. So the reason why I'm giving you all these names, obviously in the sixth round we can look at Tom Brady, Terrell Davis, Antonio Brown, Mel Gray, Jay Novacek. Jay Novacek was a six-round guy. Joe Klecko was a six-round guy. Uh, Greg Lloyd from Pittsburgh, he was a monster Mm -hmm. coming off that edge. Mason Crosby was a six-round pick as well. Reggie Roby, one of the former kickers in the NFL. Al Harris, Ken Riley, guys that ended up being Hall of Famers. It doesn't matter where you're drafted, and the reason why I bring this all up is because these guys are chasing this dream. They all want to hear their name being called tonight or throughout the weekend. Mm -hmm. It is okay if you're not a first-rounder because the big money comes in that second contract. We've talked about that before. We've been been talking about Lamar Jackson in his contract negotiations. We saw Jalen Hurts win his contract, who was not a first-rounder either. Second round. Now he got the big money. We talked about Tom Brady just a little while ago. But you just got to understand that your opportunities is not the first contract. It's that second contract. It's if, if you are fortunate enough to be around for that second contract, that third contract, which is very, very rare. There's not a lot of guys that are getting three contracts in the NFL no. because of the level of play. And I was looking at the Dallas Cowboys and throughout their history of their picks and what rounds these guys went in. And I won't go too far back. I'll probably just go back to 2012. Remember, the Cowboys were at the number six pick. They went and got Mo Claiborne Hmm. at the defensive back position. Didn't pan out for the Cowboys. Mo Claiborne went on and did well. But at that time, it wasn't a great pick for them. Travis Frederick. That was a great pick pick for them. That's where he came from, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Another one of those guys. But you know who their second pick was? Gavin Escobar. Tight end. Didn't do that well. Mm -hmm. Didn't have a lot of success. Their third pick in the 2013 draft, Terrence Williams. Ended up getting himself in trouble. Ended up not panning out with the Dallas Cowboys. Then we go 2014. Zach Martin and Demarcus Lawrence. Zach Martin, Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. All decade teams, all the great stuff. Look at Demarcus Lawrence. He's got a big contract, done well, has 54 and a half sacks now in the NFL. 2015, Byron Jones, no longer with the Cowboys, no longer with the Dolphins. They're getting rid of him. But the second pick, Randy Gregory, took a chance on him. Ended up not working out either. He did well, but you you took a chance because he had a – Background, a past Mm -hmm. where you thought you can get it worked out, end up not working out. Here's where things get really, really interesting. The 2016 draft. You go with Ezekiel Elliott as the number four pick. Jalen Smith, you pick, coming off of that knee injury, didn't get a chance to play that long, ended up leaving. No longer with the Cowboys. I'm not even sure if he's in the league. I know he played for the Giants during the playoffs. Yeah, he did. But Last may be, he, might, he might be yeah. in there. But you have Malik Collins, Dak Prescott, Anthony Brown in that draft. Mm-hmm. Know who the last pick for the Cowboys was in the 2016 draft? Rico Gathers. Rico Gathers. From Baylor. Oh, yeah, he played basketball. <laughs> he wasn't even a football a project. player at Baylor. 2019 draft. Well, 2018 draft, you had Leighton Van Der Esch. Uh, Connor Williams, Michael Gallup, Doris Armstrong, uh, Dalton Schultz, 
Mike White. They took Mike White with the fifth pick mm-hmm. for the Dallas Cowboys as a quarterback, but he's no longer there. Chris Covington, Bo Scarborough, and Cedric Wilson were all part of that draft. And then we can even look at 21 with Micah Parsons and last year with Tyler Smith, Sam Williams, Jalen Tolbert, Jake Ferguson, Matt Walesco, uh, Deron Bland played a major part. That was a good pick. Uh, uh, Damone Clark, somebody that's still on the like. They like Damone Clark. John Ridgeway, who's no longer with the Cowboys, and Devin Harper. So the Cowboys, uh, this is a a draft that we heard – What's my man? Uh, Jerry Jones. Talk about drafting hadn't been our problem. It's been coaching. <laughs> Even though it was a joke, but you do have a lot of talent that is out no, there. No, they've been great at drafting. And this is, this is a vital day and a big day for the Cowboys. There's not a huge need that is there. There's not a huge need in the first round that you think, oh, this guy is going to help us get to that next level. But they have been very strategic in their picks. So it would be interesting. I think everybody on everybody's board I saw recently, they still believe it's going to be a tight end. Everybody still believes it's going to be a tight end. I mean, I, I think you can still get one in the second round. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I don't think I, I haven't been a, a fan of it, and I've, I've been very clear about it. I think Jake Ferguson is going to be a huge part of it. But during the draft process, there's always that moment. You, you look at the draft, every fan is getting excited, and they're waiting for that magical pick. But I want to bring everybody's excitement level up just a little bit more. <laughs> Do you remember when our man Drew Pearson brought all the energy for the draft pick? And if you don't remember, let me give you a refresher. <laughs> Selected to make the Cowboys second round draft pick and on behalf of the five-time world champion Dallas Cowboys Hall of Fame owner Jerry Jones Team Jones and the Jones family Coach Jason Garrett all the Cowboy players that played before me that played with me and played after me with the second pick and the second the 60th pick and the I want to thank everyone uh, that gave great. me an opportunity <laughs> in Philadelphia that's pretty to good. play for the Cowboys. It's wow. outstanding. This is a fun time. Lives are going to be changed. Uh, dreams are going to be achieved. And I can't wait to see these guys go on this journey. Rod, you got a chance. To, 20 years ago. Long time. You man. got drafted, bro, by the New York Giants. You had your opportunity to play in the NFL, and you had that moment where you saw your name go across the crawl. You heard your name being called on the TV, and it is a life-changing moment. So for all those players that are out there, I know a lot of people have been on us because we've been talking about Bijan, 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 not talking about all the other Texas players. This is going to be the first 
round, I mean, uh, the first offensive draft pick drafted in the first round since Vince Young was drafted in the first round by the Houston, uh, I mean, excuse me, by the Tennessee Titans. It should have been the Houston uh, Texans. Yeah. Well, <laughs> technically, the Titans are. Oh, uh, yeah, the yeah, Houston yeah. I'll let you have that. Yeah. I'll let you have that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah no But doubt. this is a huge opportunity for all the players, and we can't wait to hear their name because this is a different time for the Texas Longhorns. Oh, yeah. This is a different opportunity. Uh, I also, I think it's to be said, I know Sark's going to be there, but credit to Coach Herman and Stan Drayton. Mm-hmm for getting Bijan to come to the University of Texas. So, Texas fans rejoice. You get this opportunity to have, for the first time in a long time, a lot of Texas Longhorns names being called this yeah, weekend. Last year you had zero exactly. Longhorns drafted last season. And now you have uh, probably five guys that are going to end up getting drafted. Right. For the Longhorns. So it's a great thing. It is. And definitely Bijan's name will be called tonight. We just don't know how early it'll be called. Uh, but when it is, we will be out here at your local area pluckers. Hard at the link location. I'll be at the uh, South Lamar location. Patrick's going to be at the West Campus location. Uh, we're going to have the uh, draft day festivities uh, going uh, at all your local area pluckers. So remember that. If you want somewhere to watch the draft, come on out and hang out. We consider our listeners to be family. So come on. Good to see everybody. All right. Uh, good Hard Knock Live. We come back, we'll hear from Aaron Rodgers on the other side. Ooh. He was officially introduced as he started quarterback for the J-E-T-S Jets, 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 and uh, he did not disappoint. <laughs> so we'll hear, we'll hear from uh, Aaron Rodgers and play some of that audio when we come back right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful night at home. D.D. Megadoodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well I don't get a brain bag comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We're looking live, hanging out here at Pluckers, the link location. So if you're in the neighborhood, uh, want somewhere to watch the NFL draft, come on out to your local area, Pluckers. We, we not only will we be having, hanging out here at the link location, Harge will be hosting the draft day party here, uh, but at all of your local area, Pluckers, there will be a Horn personality hosting the draft day festivity. So get on out and go hang out at one of my favorite places, which is Pluckers, period. Best wangs in the city. Wangs. Let's get to this Aaron Rodgers sound. Aaron Rodgers was introduced officially as the Jets starting quarterback yesterday. A couple of bits of audio I want to play for you. The first one is uh, basically Aaron Rodgers talking about his, uh, the the mood uh, and really his feelings when he first was walking into the facility, first getting introduced to all the new coaches and to everyone, and he, he makes a little, uh, it's a little joke about the uh, the one Super Bowl that the Jets <laughs> claim, and uh, I think this got Jets fans a real a little riled up. So uh, here is Aaron Rodgers. How driven are you to win for this fan base, which hasn't been to the playoffs since 2010, the longest stretch in? professional sports for the four different leagues right now I mean, it's, it's exciting Jets have an incredible passionate fan base I saw that last year at Lambeau obviously you know about Fireman Ed and, and uh, 
uh, you know, his passion for the team. Uh, I think that's an exciting draw to this as well as being a part of something special. I grew up watching old VHS tapes of uh, of the Super Bowls, and so obviously I know about the guarantee and and Broadway Joe. Been a while since then. I noticed uh, walking in this morning that that uh, Super Bowl three trophy is looking a little lonely. So. Like it. Harge, what do you think? Now, Harge, you said you wanted him to be all in. He's going to be the, the Jets' savior and their starting quarterback. You want him to commit, all right, commit, which means showing up to the training camps and the OTAs, being available to teammates, all that kind of stuff. Do you like what you hear? That Super Bowl trophy's a little lonely? Hey, I'm all about action, boss. <laughs> you can talk about it all you want to. Okay. He took pictures today. Took some pictures? Throwing, throwing some passes out on the field. I think that was all just for 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 the film. For right? show? So, so they could get it. Mm-hmm. Now let's see. When, after the draft, they have their mini camps. Mm-hmm. They have all their camps. If he shows up for that, then I'm going to buy into it. I'm going to believe in it. I'm going I'm to I'm say that he is a changed man. But until I see that, I'm going to leave it at what it is, and I'm going to wait and see. I'm on that wait and see plan right now maybe he is a new man but uh, we have another bit of audio here that hey what would it what what kind of Aaron Rodgers segment would it be if we didn't give you a little vintage Aaron Rodgers <laughs> so he was asked why the Packers front office and Brian Gunkust, Gunkust the uh, GM for the Packers didn't reach him for the last few months while they were trying to negotiate this deal um, and even he admitted that I couldn't reach Aaron Rodgers. We couldn't, you know, communicate because we just obviously kept missing one another. Here is Aaron Rodgers' excuse. And this is, this, honestly, I'm going to lie. We've all tried to make up excuses as to why we lose communication with people or <clears throat> can't return calls or return communication with people. I got no cell service in this area. This is a new one, and it, it's actually, I think, a pretty good one. It's hard to dispute Aaron Rodgers' excuse for why he did not communicate with the Packers. Here is one Aaron Rodgers. Well, I mean, I don't know if I need to really get into the specifics. Um, I will say people that know me, uh, I'm fortunate to live in a, in a beautiful house. The only downside is I have very limited cell service. So if you want to get a hold of me, I have to see your face. You got to FaceTime me. Uh, so the only response to, to the response to the communication thing is, there's, you know, records in your phone about who called you, when, FaceTime, and there wasn't any specific FaceTimes from any of those numbers that I was looking at. Um, that's neither here nor there because we're now we're at this position. Um, obviously, that's somehow, you know, what uh, the direction they wanted to go as far as they couldn't, the story, they couldn't get a hold of me, which led for this to, to be the case. My point was if, if there was a change that wanted to be made, uh, why wasn't that told to me early in the offseason? Now, obviously, my future was undecided at that time. I didn't know if I wanted to keep playing. I wanted to go into my darkness retreat and, and sit with it and contemplate. Um, but when I came out, it was evident that uh, it was uh, retire or move on to a new team. Wow. That's good. How you like that? You got to FaceTime me, by the way. Because I got okay, to see your face. Is this a generational thing? Jack, you're young. Is this a generational thing? FaceTime me? Oh, FaceTime instead of the call? 
Okay. So he says generational. Maybe he's he's That's talking, annoying to he's me. He's communicating with young people, and young people they want to Facetime. I don't want to so. Facetime you. I don't. I don't even want to call. I don't even want to talk on the right. phone. I want to text, text me. Hit text me, up me please. Quick. Text or email is how I my preferred communication with exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah. The call is awkward. The call is like every time I get a call from somebody, I'm like, "What's wrong? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> Who died? What happened?" Well, and he, always, ain't, I he ain't lying because I have to text him and say, hey, man, I'm about to call you. <laughs> he did, yeah. He's like, all right, hit me up. Hard just got to get you done. Hard text me like, hey, man, can we talk? I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Otherwise, like, I, I'll just answer phone calls. He will go ghost on you. Uh, he'll be like, no, man. We, I'm just going to use Aaron Rodgers. Right. Like, hey, you got to FaceTime me, man. Oh, my goodness. FaceTime me first. You'll be like, no. You'll be like, I do not want to see you. This is awkward. <laughs> that is, that's a new one, man. So give it but up, I Aaron Rodgers. Like he was creative with that one. I do like it. First of all, it's beautiful. Beautiful home is secluded, so sales service drops there. Yeah. That's a good one. But then on top of that, the FaceTime works. So if you FaceTime, if you're one of my friends, you know to FaceTime me. You, gotta, you yeah. must not be in my circle. You're not. Because all my circle and know you got Especially if you call in to FaceTime me and tell me that you're going to get rid of me. <laughs> I don't really want to see your face. <laughs> that is great. I love me some Aaron Rodgers. The gift that keeps on giving. Yes, he does. All right, we come back. Well, honestly, I think he's going to make the playoffs. Now I'm all in. I'm all in now. He wants, to, he wants to win the Super Bowl. He thinks the, the trophy is lonely. It's solo. I think they'll make the playoffs. That's it. How many trophies has he brought to them? He brought one. He brought one to Green Bay. I'm going to leave it Are the, MV, the MVP trophy is a trophy? Does that go in there too? I, I, maybe the team gets like <laughs> a little a, tiny one. That maybe a little, little small one. one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A small version of it. I'll right. let him ride with it. <laughs> All right. We come back. We got uh, NFL draft discussion on the other side. We're breaking it down. We'll talk about Bijan. We'll talk about the Texans, the two biggest wild cards player-wise and team-wise in the upcoming draft right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.